0: Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as Comstack Chiropractic of Hedrick, Iowa presents Peekin Panthers Baseball. We're here with a special guest, uh, the voice of the Peekin Panthers, Michael Comstock. Welcome to the program, Michael.
1: Thanks for having me on again. It's been a little while.
0: Well, tell me about the baseball season so far.
1: Well, the record isn't what the Panthers would like to see, the 5-9 on the season coming in tonight, but uh, I was just going through some numbers today, those five of the nine losses they have. The teams that they've played have a combined record of 62 and 3 in five of the, for five of those losses. They lost to Key Lansing, who's 22 and 2. They lost to New London, who's 14 and 0. Um, Mediapolis is, I believe, 15 and 0 now. And Highland is 14 and 1 with their only loss coming to Mediapolis.
0: So. Yeah, Minneapolis is a two way school, and they're a uh, real good school. They're, they might be undefeated as last I knew they were.
1: Yep, they are. Yep. There's, Mediapolis undefeated, and Highland's uh, only loss was to Mediapolis. Key Lansing, as I talked about, they're from way up northeast. We saw them at Eddyville. They have two losses. They're 22-2. They started off the season ranked number one in the state, but they lost, dropped the game early on to New London. So one of, or one of their two losses is to New London, who uh, knocked us off. So
0: well, uh, New London is really from everyone I see talks to me, tells me they're the class of the division.
1: Yeah, they are a very good team, very well coached, very disciplined team. Um, nine seniors, I believe, on the team, so they are poised to make a run this year. And unfortunately, we're in the same district as them, as we just got our districts come, came out last week. So, if we want to make it on, we'll have to knock them off.
0: How many uh, How many games is left in the season?
1: we got about two, a little over two weeks left. So, So,
0: yeah, I think it's coming to a close. Well, I've been going to different ballparks and uh, different places. Uh, This seems like a really great place to see a game. What's great about coming to a game of Pika?
1: Well, the one nice thing is you can watch the girls and the boys being right beside each other. You can stand between both fields and then check both teams out at the same time, which is kind of nice. And there's several of our schools in our conference that way, but we've got a few that are spread out. But... You know, you can have a spot in between the two. You can pay attention to both sides of the field, and that's, a, that's always a nice thing. For the boys, the worst part is looking into the sun for, for most of the people in the crowd. So uh, that's the pitchers definitely have an advantage early in the game as the batters are staring into the sun for the first half of the game. So
0: You kind of got a field of dreams things going on there. That's the nicest looking corn I've seen anywhere this year. <laughs> Yeah, out behind the outfield fence, is over it.
1: here on the softball field, on the outfield fence of the baseball diamond, you uh, look over our football field. So you look uh, if you get a real long home run, they'll have to chase it out on the football field. On that over oh, really? on the baseball, or on the football, uh, on the baseball side of it, there.
0: Well, uh, one of the most important things for me about coming to a ballpark is the concession stand. What what's the good stuff I'm smelling as we're sitting over top of it right now? You
1: know, they they grill chicken breast. They grill. Uh, Real pork loins, which all come from the Packwood Locker just down the road. So those are all, everything's top notch. I believe they even get their hot dogs from the locker over there. So anything off the grill is pretty good here at Pekin.
0: It smells really good. Anyway, so let's, uh, I guess let's just start out with the pitching. Tell me about Pekin's pitching.
1: Uh, they're led by a couple seniors. Um, Jackson Horst is a transfer that came in from Grinnell. Um, he's Unfortunately 0 four on the season, but he's matched up twice against Mediapolis, and he threw the start against Key so he has some had some tough luck losses. He comes in he's a fireball right-hander. he signed to pitch at dMac next year oh, so that's
0: good.
1: Um, And then we have a left-handed pitcher Chase Stansbury who uh, has done a really nice job. He kind of battled some arm injuries at the start of the season but he's kind of settled in now. He's been one of the top two pitchers the last couple of seasons. Uh, so those two are our main two pitchers that we've got, and then another senior, Colton Comstock, has stepped up and he's two and zero on the season. After that, um, Hudson Englenhoven's got some innings for the Panthers. Chandler Stoll another senior, seniors got some innings. So the top two are, you know, will match up pretty well with anybody in our conference between with Forrest and Stansbury on the mound.
0: Now, uh, you mentioned Stansbury. Uh, I talked to Andy Kretzinger of the uh, Southeast Iowa Union, and he uh, was out at Wapolo uh, your last game. said Stansbury really pitched a great game, and you came out there with a big win, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I wasn't at that game. I was. Uh, I got the night off. Or my other broadcast partner took that game, so I got to watch my other son play middle school baseball, so that was kind of nice. But, yeah, we kind of uh, – let him hang around a little longer than what I think the boys would have liked to have seen, but they came on and, and, and put it away fairly easily. I think it was 11, three was the final score. So, and, uh, Chase, you know, he does a nice job on the mound. He last, last week, he had a complete game shutout and, uh, was close to uh, having a perfect game up until the last inning when we, the, the runner that scored actually got on, he struck him out. He got on on the drop third strike and he came around to score. So, not the way you want to want to give up a run, but you know he picked up a strikeout, and so he's done a nice job all year for the Panthers. I believe he's three and zero on the season. So,
0: well, tell me about your catchers. I always think that's such a big part of the pitching. Uh, you know who's behind the plate, how they block pitches, how they call games, uh, what kind of arms they got. Tell me about the catchers that you've used. Uh, seen.
1: we got two juniors that have been catching, splitting the time quite a bit. Uh, Coy Bollock and. Um, Blake Jewell was doing most of the work behind the plate. Well, actually, they've caught all the games behind the plate. So, Boyd kind of started off the year behind the plate, and then he had a little shoulder injury that he dealt with for he missed a week or so, and then Blake Jewell stepped in and did a nice job. Of course, his brother Mason was a longtime catcher here at Pekin as well, so that kind of runs in the Jewel blood. So, uh, those two have done a nice job behind the plate, and, you know, they, they have worked with a lot of our pitchers all for several years behind the plate, so they know the pitchers and – of course, Jackson being new, just coming in this year, they're learning, learning how to catch him, and uh, he's a difficult case. He, he throws pretty hard, and he's got a pretty nasty breaking ball, so he, he gives them a little bit uh, work behind the plate when he's on the mound.
0: Well, let me talk about the defense of the team before we get into the offense. I want to talk about – and at first, I always like to talk, talk about the outfield defense. It just seems so often the games are decided on the outfield defense – what kind of outfield defense am I going to see from the key competitors?
1: You know, they've been pretty solid. We had, we struck a little in left field at times, but center field and right field have been pretty steady most of the year. Um, Comstock plays in center, Stansbury's usually in right, although they switched it up and he's been playing first base the last couple games, and then Jackson Horace has been playing in right field when he hasn't been pitching. Cade um, Parmenter's been in left. Cade does a nice job. He, he's a junior. This is his first real varsity experience this year, so he's, he's learning as he goes. He's one of those, he seems to make the really tough plays but has trouble concentrating on some of the easier plays sometimes.
0: Yeah, uh, so does anybody have any good range, any speed? Is there anyone particularly with a really good arm out in the outfield?
1: Stansbury has a really good arm in, in right field. Um, Comstock covers a lot of ground in center. You know, those two cover, and actually Parmenter is really fast too, so they cover a lot of ground in the outfield. Um, <laughs> we, we talked after the game in... Iowa City because we played Central Lee in Iowa City and Colton was playing center field and he said he's never had to run so far for a baseball in his life He went over his head and ran all the way to the 400 foot sign out in center field he said most of those balls that are hit are home runs so I don't have to chase them down that far
0: <laughs> So let's talk about your corner infielders your third baseman's and your first baseman's and uh, how, how are they playing this year?
1: They're doing pretty well um, third base has been kind of a merry-go-round we've been struggling to find that one person to step in there Um, We've had Pollock has played there a little bit. Jewel has played there. Some Horace has played there a little bit. So that's one that they have really struggled to to pin down who they're going to play at that third base spot. So first base has been either Hudson Van Engelhoven or uh, Chase Stansbury has been over at first base, and they've done a nice job on that corner. Third base has been, uh, of our infield, the third base has been where we struggled the most this year.
0: Well, they don't call it the hot corner for nothing, and. uh... I've seen a lot of, a lot of players, uh, well, there's a lot of challenging plays down that third baseline. When they hit to them, they usually hit pretty hard, and there's a lot of skips and angles, and you got to get yourself in the right position, to, and uh, you got to make a good throw. And, uh, but uh, let's talk about up the middle, then, uh, your shortstop and your second baseman, your double play combination. Ch-
1: uh, Chandler Stahl's been starting at shortstop most of the year until he went down with a shoulder injury, so Jaden Wolver has stepped in and done a nice job for him. Jaden's a sophomore. Chandler is a senior, um, so Jaden had been playing some second base, and then when Chandler got hurt, they switched Jaden over to play some shortstop. So he's been over there the last week. They moved uh, Stoll back in the lineup and put him at second. So those two have been kind of interchangeable at second and short. Kind of depends on you know that's one nice thing we've got a pretty versatile team. It depends on who's on the mound; it kind of shifts everybody around, and and I really hasn't settled on one set lineup yet so they, they kind of have been
0: still looking for that one magic lineup that seems to work real well for them. So it sounds like you got a lot of flexible players that can play different positions and depending on needs at night can play infield, outfield or you know a cornucopia of third baseman's, Uh but uh, let me tell you you, you mentioned your, your shortstop now down a little bit and, and I want to talk about your bench and your utility players you know who is it that you have on the bench that can come in fill in, create a little spark, maybe start a little late inning rally, maybe provide some defense or some speed to help the team go. Yeah, uh,
1: Sven Dahlstrom has done a nice job. He he kind of got the start of second base um, early on in the season, but he's kind of been relegated to that role coming off the bench. He filled in and pitched some the other night at the Central League game. He finished the game for us there, and then he can fill in at shortstop. He can fill in at second base. and He can even play some outfield for us. So, you know, really off of the bench, we're not a real deep team. We've got nine and then Dahlstrom really coming off the bench, and that's about what we've got for the team this year. So there's not a whole lot of flexibility off of the bench. Had a couple of young guys that will step in and do maybe some courtesy running and stuff. And, uh, but other than that, it's been a, about a 10-player 10, 10 team for most of the year this year.
0: Well, we're talking to Michael Comstock, who's uh, the voice of the Pekin Panthers. Tell our listeners how we can follow the Pekin Panthers through your, through Atomo uh, Radio, through the social media, whatever other sites.
1: Yeah, well, um, we're on TUMO with we're out with the Atomo Radio group. They cover several different teams around the area, but our specific station is one hundred one point five Kiss FM. So that is where a majority of our games are. Um, I used to tell people we could listen to uh, the games on the Atomo Radio webpage, but they've been having trouble with that lately. So I don't want to put that out there too much. They've been Struggle with their webpage lately, so... But normally, we I would tell you, Group.com is a good place to catch some of our games, but they've been trying to get that figured out, so hopefully they get that straightened out before long, but 101.5 KISS FM is where you can follow all of Peek and Panther athletics, all football, baseball, and basketball season.
0: So, uh, well, it's been I really enjoyed talking to you today. Is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? Um...
1: Well we will go over the offense a little bit.
0: Yeah, Oh, uh, well, yeah, we had to talk about the hitting yeah. And I did see that you had some uh, some guys that hit some home runs on the team. Yeah. Team like seems to have some power.
1: Yeah, we've got some power. We got some pretty good average. We got a couple guys up around the 350, 400 range. Stansbury's one of those guys. He's he's a rare combination. He can hit he can hit a home run, but he's a he's a very very savvy batter. He's been starting since he was a freshman. He started on the team that went to the state. He got the start up at when they played at Principal Park there as a freshman. He uh, started in right field for them that year. So he's uh, probably been the the leading hitter. Horace has come on lately, and he's got his average up to about 350 now. He's been hitting the ball really well. Comstock's right around that 350 batting average as well. Um, Power-wise, Hudson and England Hovens hit a couple home runs. Coy Pollock's hit a couple home runs. Horace has a home run. So it's been all through the lineup that we've had several uh, players step up and uh, show the power. Especially, you know, at our home field, we, we've got a pretty small park, so uh, if you can get a couple up in the air, you know, you've got a chance to hit it out, where, whereas uh, Stansbury one hopped one off the fence in Iowa City there last Friday night, so you know, if you've ever been up to Dwayne Banks Field, that's a big field all the way around, and uh, to one hop one off the fence, you can tell what kind of power he has.
0: So uh, tell me about some of the games that you got coming up. are where, where some home games we can see and maybe what some challenges for the team?
1: Well, we're on the road the rest of the week. Well, I guess we only got one game left this week. We're at West Burlington tomorrow night. Next week we are, let's see, Monday. We're off on Monday, no game Monday, because that would have uh, been Columbus. But Columbus doesn't have a team this year. They've joined with Winfield. So we're off Monday night. Tuesday night is Highland, so that will be – a home game for us that'll be a big matchup that's always a big rivalry game and wednesday is a non-conference but it's another big rival cardinals coming to town on wednesday so tuesday wednesday both be some good baseball here at pekin high school yeah, and
0: i've heard cardinals got a pretty good team this year
1: yeah they're doing pretty well i think i saw their eight and five and in second place in the south after the conference so yeah that's always that's always a rivalry game and always a big game so next week Tuesday and Wednesday. I haven't looked past Wednesday to know who we've got Thursday, Friday. I know we've got a four-game week next week, so we play every game every night except for Monday, but I haven't looked past Wednesday, so because having Highland and Cardinal to start the week, that's kind of a that's a big start to the week right there.
0: Well Highland has a pitcher named Schultz. Have you seen him?
1: Uh, several times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How he,
1: good is he? He's good. He's good. He's he's I believe he started as a freshman against us. So coming into a senior year. Um, we've seen him a lot over the years. Big, tall right-hander, throws hard, got a nice change-up off-speed pitch that kind of keeps batters at, at bay. And so he's he's a challenge when he's on the mound.
0: What, what conference are you guys in?
1: We're in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. We're in the North Division. The second? So, Nope. Southeast Iowa Super Conference. So we've got Pekin, so Pekin, New, Pekin Lone Tree Highland, Hillcrest Academy, Columbus, Winfield, and Mediapolis and Wapping.
0: So some two-way schools and and mixed in there.
1: And then our our schedule pretty much is we play all of those teams twice, and then we play the south half of our conference, which is Van Buren, Cardinal, the Burlington
0: schools. We play them all one time through the schedule. So uh, you're playing Winfield Mount Union tonight combined with Columbus. And uh, they recently uh, got a couple wins, so they got a little steam at their back. Uh, What are we going to see out of that team tonight?
1: You know, they're a young team, and when we saw them over there, they really struggle on the mound throwing strikes against us. Uh, We scored 16 runs in that game over there. We beat them 16-0, to and I think we had four hits on the night. So we had a – it was a tough radio game to call, a lot of walks. It's hard to make walks exciting on the radio. So – if, if they can figure out their pitching, you know, they, they hit the ball fairly well against us, but, uh, you know, we, we just we seem to handle them over there. But second time around, is always tougher playing a team, and uh, they'll be ready for us, I'm sure, tonight.
0: Yeah, I think we're in for a pretty good game, actually. You know, it seems like they, they've improved quite a bit from the beginning of the year, and uh, I'm looking forward to a, to a real exciting night. And sure appreciate uh, you being here and sponsoring this episode. Uh, With your chiropractic service. Can you you let our listeners know where your chiropractic service is?
1: Yeah, my office is in
0: Hedrick. I'm right
1: on Main Street, which if you're coming into Hedrick, Main Street is not the highway that fools everybody. Main Street is the one that runs, the main street that runs north and south through town. So uh, coming into town, there's a big Hedrick sign that's lit up sometimes. Sometimes it's not. But uh, if you turn left at that road, if you're coming from the east or right when you're coming from the west, you'll come right down to a four-way stop, and my office is right there on Main Street at the four-way stop.
0: Well, we're going to uh, – you've helped us keep us abreast of the Peking Panthers uh, sports through the basketball season, hopefully through the football season. Are you looking forward to the football season?
1: Yeah, you know, it was a rough year last year. We didn't win a game, but Coach Weber was in his first season, and um, they're hitting it hard in the weight room this year, and Coach Weber's – got things going in the right direction. I'm sure, you know, we won't see a whole, you know, we, we aren't going to expect to come out and be undefeated next year, that's for sure, but hopefully they move in the right direction and, and you know, if, if they finish over 500 with the schedule we got, that'll be a good year for the team next year.
0: Well, I talked to the coach and he did tell me that the Boosters put a bunch of money into a new weight facility and that he's got the kids in there really working hard.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing to watch the kids. You know, they've got them, even the middle schoolers are going in working out, even on their study hall period they've got it worked out that they can go in and work out with coach weber during study hall and you know that's that's where it all starts you got to build it from the bottom up and get things going and and uh coach weber's got things going in the right direction here so that's going to be huge it's going to take a couple years for it to show up on the high school field you know because we're just so far behind in the weight room of where we should be but uh you know they'll get there and you know you start with these seventh and eighth graders and teach them the fundamentals and then they'll be they'll be the ones to carry things on in the near future
0: well you can count on round guide radio be there through the football season as we're going to gear up and uh, do some interviews with some of the uh, uh, football coaches in the area because i know spring or uh, summer practices are kind of getting going and uh, well it was great to talk to you uh it was a pleasure and thank you again for being on the show
1: yeah thanks for having me